Welcome to Spiritual Sisters Collective Raw and Real with me, your host, Lisa Williams, where we're going to talk about spirituality, mental health, and well being, and so much more. Let's get on with today's show. And today we have another beautiful spiritual sister in the house. Please do introduce yourself. Well, hello everybody. My name is Diane Hill. I am a women's transformational coach, a master manifester, a vision boarding expert, and an RRT practitioner, which I'll tell you more about in a bit. Um, I basically stand for the conscious up-leveling of not just women, but all humans across the world, so they can live from who they are meant to be, who they were designed to be, instead of being living a life full of fear and programming and scarcity. I want to teach everybody how life is really meant to be so they can live the life of their dreams. Amazing. So how long have you been doing this particular work? Well, amazingly enough, it actually all happened in lockdown, but there was definitely a build up to this process, um, you know, many, many years before that. It really goes back to 2017, which I can talk about in more detail in a moment. But in terms of my actual coaching business, what lockdown gave me was the time, the headspace and the opportunity to take myself out of normal life and actually start crafting what it was I was meant to do, which was to teach people how to live from their truth. Um, But the real kind of... um, background to the story is back in September 2017 I had the chance to go back to the UK even though you can hear I'm British I actually live in South Africa and I went back to the UK for the first time on my own after nine years I've never had a night away from my kids in nine years and I've got three children and I went back and I sort of discovered myself a little bit again and I didn't do anything crazy but I went to a music festival and I had time with my best friend And I suddenly realized I'd lost myself amongst the chaos of life, parenting, my employment, and I just wasn't who I was uh, back in the old days. So I had this incredible week at home. And when I came back, I was thoroughly miserable and it created a lot of stress and upset. And I kind of distracted myself with anything I thought was going to make me happy. But ultimately, I was just distracting myself. I wasn't really going into how I was truly feeling, which was basically having a midlife crisis and worried that life was passing me by and that I wasn't going to discover what life was meant to be about or have the incredible life that I perceived everybody else to have because I'd spent my entire life feeling not good enough, um, not feeling that what I wanted was available to me. And so really coming from a place of, you know, victimhood and lack, I actually almost like cringe at it now I look back. And so in the year that followed, I hired a life coach. I started realizing that I needed to start listening to what I wanted and not to be scared of that, to actually trust that voice. Because little did I know that voice was my soul and, you know, what was the real guiding light versus all the nonsense in my head telling me what I should or shouldn't be doing according to self-limiting beliefs. And so that year was an interesting year. I started listening to meditations. I started doing courses and books came into my path. But my real, if London had kind of woke me up gently when I went to New York 
and had a week in New York, it literally shook me awake. And, you know, it's my favorite place in the world. I've got goosebumps just talking about it. And I heard my name seven times in 24 hours. And I never hear my name. And it was spoken to me in books and movies and on a train into Manhattan. But the very last time I heard my name was when I went to the um, Twin Towers Memorial site and I sort of jostled my way through to the front row of these plinths are around the two um, footprints of where the original towers were. And they've got the engravings of all the names of all the people that died. And there, right in front of me, I could have stood in front of almost 3,000 names. And there in front of me was my name once again. And it was Diane Singer and her unborn child. And I kind of burst into tears, not about the name, but like the fear and the sadness and the rage and everything that she must have gone through. Mm-hmm. And about an hour later, I went, oh my gosh, I've heard my name again. At which point, I totally freaked out rang my coach going, what's going on? I never hear my name. This is really upsetting me, actually. I don't know what to do. And I walked across the Brooklyn Bridge and I stood there and I said, listen, arms up. I said quietly but firmly, whoever's talking to me, whatever this is, now I realise it was myself and, you know, the universe within, I'm listening, I'm opening myself up. And since I did that, since I chose to listen to the real me, my life has literally exploded. Everything I want comes in. I manifest all that I want. I've blasted through self-limiting beliefs. I've created an incredible coaching business. I've written a best-selling international book, which was launched in March. Um, I have better relationships. I've manifested weight loss. I've manifested money. Life is flowy and easy. And I just want to teach everybody else how to do the same, which is to listen to that voice and not to be scared. So there you go, in an encapsulated, (laughs) in one go. In one go. Touch on the word manifesting, because it's, it's around the internet a lot, the word manifesting, and it came into a lot of people's lives from things like The Secret. And I feel that there's a little bit of a sort of a disconnect with what people actually feel manifesting is. How would you describe manifesting? Okay, so you're right in the fact that, you know, the interest has gone sort of through the roof. Mm -hmm. And actually, it's like I've been a 700% increase in searching on Google just this year alone on what manifesting actually is and can be. But for me, what manifesting isn't is sort of sitting in a place of wishing or hoping or, you know, dreaming that life could be different. Mm -hmm. For me, manifesting is taking inspired action Mm -hmm. to what actually feels right to you to create what it is you want. But most, like the most important part of that is really knowing why you want it. And if you're creating from a place of, you know, self-limiting beliefs, from fear, and you're staying small, you're never going to create this incredible life. But when you're actually creating, manifesting, whatever you want to call it, from your truth, it's actually a really, really easy process. But you can't do that until you actually undo all the rubbish that's holding you back. So I do think manifesting, you know, there is that, it's it's not taboo, but there's a lot of kind of like, "Mm, really, is that possible? Isn't that a bit all witchy-woo? And it's not, it's actually pure science. It's pure energetics. 
And once you get into the energy work and you actually realize that we are just energetic beings and we're resonating at frequencies all the time, depending on how we think, feel and act, and that's what's actually creating our reality, you then realize you have this incredible opportunity to harness this power inside of you, not just to start slapping on happy thoughts because that doesn't work, but to really get into how you think and feel about anything because we manifest our entire our lives from how we think and feel. And it's that feeling, that's that emotion, which really means energy emotion, that then magnetizes what it is we want back, whether good or bad, because 98% of what we're manifesting all comes from the subconscious anyway. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's kind of reprogramming as well, isn't it, of everything that we've been through from our sort of childhood and societal noise as well, because I feel that a lot of women who come into my community, they talk about manifesting in a way of somebody else's dreams and desires how what advice would you give to a woman who because you you can you can get carried away down a road of oh I should want that and I should want that lifestyle yeah and I have to say when I first came into the online space I I probably went down that rabbit hole a little bit of oh maybe I should want to earn that or maybe I should want to look like that but actually you know it takes a lot of time for you to sort of step away and go no actually what is it that I want my day-to-day to look like so how would you how would you advise women on that that they may be drawn to want to manifest other people's dreams and desires rather than their own which can happen well I think you know firstly we're so um we don't know any different so we're so conditioned and used to like overriding what we really want to keep everybody else happy because then that's safer and one of the main human fears is abandonment and rejection that's a real key fear so let's just do what everybody else is doing because that's what's isn't that what we're meant to be doing so that's the first thing is to recognize and throw some sort of love and compassion on yourself that you're kind of going along with what everyone else does because you think that's the right way that's and that's okay you don't know any different and then secondly as and you as you said that's that word should oh my gosh let's get that word out of the dictionary right away there are no shoulds Mm -hmm. it's about what you really really want and not being scared to step into the power of that We only are scared of stepping into the power because, again, we're scared of being rejected or judged or criticized. So we'd rather just stay safe and small and go with the mainstream. So I guess my favorite tool, my favorite method when we're making decisions to see whether they're right for us or not is just doing an energetic checkup. Every single time you're making a decision, whether it's should I have a tea or a coffee? Do I really want a holiday home? Or do I want to explore the world and go to lots of different places? Mm-hmm. And every single time we make a decision, we just check in with ourselves. Because most of the time we're on automatic. You know, our thought processes are split second, unconscious pathways where we don't even have to think about what we're thinking. It's just like a, you know, a software drop down box and it's split second stuff. So actually kind of interjecting and actually going, hold on. How am I really feeling? What do I really, really want? Am I just going along according to what I think I should be doing? Mm -hmm. 
Or is that what I really, really want? And you know, your, your gut, as you well know, your gut is a huge, huge energy center, that solar plexus. You feel everything in your gut, that vagus nerve that runs from your brain to your gut, that's creating that gut feeling. Tune into it. If you start listening to your body, it will tell you everything you want. If that feeling that's being created from a decision is dark, heavy, a bit off, it just doesn't feel quite right, then you know the decision isn't right for you. Right. And that's how I lived my life for a long, long time. I even married someone with that decision, with that feeling in my gut. Mm -hmm. Going, no, he'll be okay. I just need to get married. Then I won't be left on the shelf. I mean, really? <laughs> Whereas if that decision is actually light and flowy, it feels good, mm -hmm. then it's the right decision for you. Now, that's all very well and good, me saying, go and make, keep making those decisions and, you know, gradually you'll push yourself onto your path. It feels very, very, very scary to do that. It's very scary to start shedding off this old identity. You know, maybe we were the pleaser or we just like, you know, we got on with it and just keep the peace. Mm -hmm. To actually step into what you really want is really scary. But I always say that every single time you're making decisions from fear and programming, you're stepping away from the epic life you're designed to have. And so really it depends on whether you're motivated by, by you know, fear or reward, you know, what's really there. And most of us, unfortunately, are more about staying safe and small versus what's actually on this other side, which is glorious and you can have anything you want when you start getting in touch with who you really really are you've got to smash through the beliefs you've got to re you've got to reparent yourself you've got to rewire your brain in order to remind yourself you can have it what it is you want and it's safe to do so it's not taught though a lot is it in schools and society this and this is why so many of us when we get us to a certain point of our life have been programmed so much to believe that it's not possible because right from going to nursery or school it depends obviously you know where you are in the country different education, different education systems are better than others but you know I know here in the UK I've pulled my daughter out of mainstream education because it just mm -hmm. wasn't right for her it just wasn't right the way that they were doing it and, and I've said to her, there's so much more than that beyond the classroom and beyond what they're telling you. Absolutely. And for, for me, so many children go through that system feeling this sense of failure. If I don't get my A-levels and then I don't get a job and I'm not successful and then I don't get married and have kids by a certain <sighs> age, then I won't be happy. Um, and it's like you said, it's, it's we have to kind of unlearn <laughs> so much of this. So what would you say to women who come to you who... And there are many probably at a certain age where we hit that crossroads where we actually don't know what we want because mm -hmm. we've been wife and mum and we've had those titles which are beautiful mm -hmm. and they're great. Mm -hmm. But when we when we actually say, What what is it that I want? And they're confused. What would you say to that to those type of women who are like, Well, I can't tell you, Diane, what I do, I don't know what I want. Well, I say what does he want? I, well, I just want to be happy. You know, that sort of broad, you know, holistic, yeah. that's what I want. One of the easiest ways of finding out what it is you do want is by actually writing down all the things you don't. That's the first thing because our brains are negative dominant. Well, I don't want to feel like this and I don't want that and I don't want my right. husband to treat me like this and da da da. And you know, before you know it, there's a 
long list of like I, what I don't want. And then I literally, we start with right the exact opposite. How does that feel then? Oh, so you just want a bit more of ease and acceptance. You want to feel happy about yourself. You want to feel, I don't know, fitter or you want to, you know, get a job in this industry. You, actually, your natural state is clarity. It's just that we're so, as you said, that noise, that societal noise, it's so noisy out here. Our brain is so full of noise of what we think we should do that we've stopped listening to what it is we really want to do and what we're designed to do because we've all got a purpose we've all got a gift a skill a talent something we can bring to the world we are designed to be really really good at one thing and then go and do it you know if you're not meant to be an architect that's fine maybe you're meant to be a meditation center manager if you you know maybe you're not meant to be a lawyer, but just because your entire family are lawyers, that's why you're doing it. But actually, maybe what you want to go and do is, I don't know, teach surfing somewhere in the world. It's about listening within. It's daring to listen. So for me to get clarity, starting exactly where you're at, what don't you want? And then writing down, what do you want? Start mind mapping. I tell people to go and buy an A4 notice board. Every single time you see something out there that you're like, oh, I'd love to do that. Write it down. It might just be right for you. Also, look at where you judge and criticize. Because what you judge is often something you secretly want. You perceive that it might not be available to you. So you see the woman in the fast car with the, I don't know, legs up to her, her eyes and the, and the nice expensive handbag. Is that what you want? Maybe. But actually, as you go along in this process, most of the stuff you want is intangible. It's more of a feeling. Feeling, right. It's more ease and peace and acceptance and flow and the shiny stuff tends to, you know, disappear. So look at where you're judging and criticizing. Because that's, that's like a window to your soul. So they're the kind of first things I say to people, you know, and in my coaching, I do a wheel of life. I, I really divvy up the areas of your life. And I don't think many people really know until they get into this work that, you know, your life is made up of many, many different parts. But once you just start concentrating, maybe the two areas that cause you the most anguish, maybe it's family, maybe it's money, maybe it's your career, maybe it's health goals, I don't know, that once you just start concentrating on a couple, it starts rippling out to everything else. Because how you do anything is how you do everything. So when you start like processing some of the frustration or the irritation or the sadness you've got in one area, you'll start realizing the other areas start becoming a little bit easier to manage as well. But it's a process and I do think that everybody wants it all now, you know? And often this is a absolute unfoldment. It's an unbecoming of who you're really meant to be versus, you know, we've got it all inside of us already, but because we live in this fast paced world, we want it now, we want it now. And actually I have a lot of reverence for the fact that if we've lived this way, we've lived like feeling like life is happening to us, that we can't have what we want, that we don't feel that we're powerful creators. It might take more than a heartbeat to actually start 
changing our way of doing things. And it is a gradual involvement. I'm very into emotions. I'm very into releasing trapped emotions. So I mentioned earlier about the RRT, that stands for the rapid relief technique. It is a very specific, very authentic form of tapping mm-hmm. um, on sp- specific meridian points to actually shift dwelling negative energy from emotions that are never allowed to be shown. And most of this stuff is all from our childhoods. You know, the anger, the sadness at not being unconditionally loved for the incredible creation we are. And actually to take yourself back to who you're really meant to be. And so then once you know who that is, life starts throwing everything you want into your path. It's it's like magic. It really is like magic. But you've got to be open and willing to being shown and being open to receive what's available to you. Mm -hmm. 100%. I totally agree. I've been like a dancer and, you know, a dancer and a dance teacher for most of my life. Um, releasing that stagnant energy yes. is so powerful. I just did a cacao ceremony and we did like this sort of shaking exercise. We were kind of in like this sort of trance. So we did like a shaking thing for about half an hour. Oh my goodness. The oh my release. gosh, it sounds it was, amazing. It was just crazy. And we were shaking and it was like this, we were all in this trance. We we're all together. It's got the energy of the other women. And then after half an hour of like getting out of the head and into the heart and just shaking, getting rid of all of the negative shit. And then we just danced. Oh, oh. it was just gorgeous. It's amazing. It was just so freeing. And that's what I say to women, to move, to make sure we're moving as well. So we're not just building up. We're getting rid. We're getting rid of that energy. It's been, do you know what? Um, Do you teach your, do you find the work that you do now and the energy that you're in and the beliefs that you have has such a positive impact on your household as well? Yeah. And I'm, uh, that, that's the beautiful side effect of doing any kind of this, any kind of work you're doing for yeah. yourself. It always starts from within. And then because you are vibrating at a higher frequency, because you're feeling more peace and you're vibrating at the vibration of love, which is the energy you came into the world at, mm-hmm. you start radiating that out. And so you don't see the nonsense. You just start reflecting back the, the peace and the ease. And even when, you know, the kids are, you know, being kids, or, you know, real life is happening, you're not, you're just not drawn into the drama. It's just beautiful. I just, yeah, it's the beautiful side effect of this. And just going back to what you said about being in schools and stuff, and then not taught this, and we're kind of shoehorned into this system of, if you don't have X, Y, and Z, then you're not good enough, or you must learn this by that time and that age. Otherwise, you're not, you know, good enough. It's just, (laughs) total nonsense and I say to my children all the time you're exactly where you're meant to be right it's just that we are this is a system this mm-hmm. is a paradigm that we're living in and you know that total acceptance of self actually that's what we're all trying to get to isn't it the earlier you can have that mm-hmm. the earlier you realize who you're meant to be your authentic self the happier your life is going to be versus being conditioned by, I don't know, life in general, whether it's school, your parents, you know, what that one person said to you one time and that's it, it stopped you going to get what you want. Mm -hmm. To break free of that, you know, if I could, I was actually thinking this morning, how can I get this into schools? You know, how can I just say, you're 16. Like, why do you not feel good enough? What, because your dad said that once? Mm -hmm. You know, I have CEOs that come to me and, (laughs) 
they have spent their entire life overachieving and not feeling good enough and not being mm. accomplished. And it doesn't matter how many accolades, how many right. um, qualifications, they don't feel good enough. And it all goes back to, you know, mum or dad saying this or right. not being recognised for that. And once you shift that, life is beautiful. Life is incredible. You know, no longer being trapped by needing to feel validated or approved by the external world you literally live in alignment with who you really are your highest potential you listen to that person and you know that's how my life is meant to be that's what i'm endeavoring to teach everybody yes. <laughs> somehow let's get this into schools i agree let's do this oh, you've heard it here you've heard it here it starts here first it starts with us you've been an absolute pleasure to have you as a guest and i actually didn't mention that we are co-authors in a best-selling book um i've got it here and it's i'm waiting for mine (laughs) oh are you really you've still not got it oh my goodness no it's a physical hand i need to physically hold it it's it's a great feeling i have to say um by the gorgeous Leona Burton from Mums in Business International and it's called How to Create Everything You've Ever Wanted from Real Life Women to Real Life Women. I'm going to pop that in the show notes as well. I'll pop all of your details, Diane, as well into the show notes so people can come and search you out and your gorgeous energy. Thank Thank you so much for being a fabulous guest and I'll speak to you soon. That was wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And before you go today, do come and check out what it is that I do over at Spiritual Sisters Collective. You'll find me on Facebook. I've got a community group and a page. You'll also find me over at Instagram at Lisa Williams Spiritual Mentor. And you can also check out my website at spiritualsisterscollective.vipmembervault.com. Speak to you soon.